Welcome back, everyone. <laughs> podcast started. To another episode of Becoming a Doctor. A podcast where two third-year medical students talk about the only thing that we ever talk ever, about. Ever, ever talk ever, about. Medical school. <laughs> Yay. Always gets me excited. I'm your host, Santana Sanchez. And I'm your host, Kevin Gale. By the way, I just changed your pronunciation on my Siri. Wow. Now Siri says Sanchez instead of Sanchez. Ugh. Technology. It's amazing. <laughs> Thanks, Steve Jobs. Thanks, Steve. Always looking down on Rip. us. Rip. <laughs> okay, back to the intro. What a legend. Okay, uh, check us out on... Check out the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Becomingadoctorpod.com. And Spotify. Like and subscribe. Oh, yes. Uh, all those things are awesome. <laughs> also, shout out to your boy, Chuck Levin's Washington Music Center. Bring it. <laughs> yep. Chuck Levin. <laughs> My guy. Okay, that's the intro. Let's hit the theme song. Oh, controversy. Jerry Gale hates this theme song. Did you read that email? Oh, no, I never read it. Uh-oh. Sorry, Jerry. I'll read it this week. Yeah, sorry, Jerry, but this is our theme song. This, at least... For now. <laughs> Say, kid, I love it. I disagree with him. No offense. Because this one it drops right here. Pa, pa, pa. Say, Listen to that fill. Kid, Great hi hat. And that's the theme song. <laughs> and he doesn't like it? I don't, I don't know. What, like. I don't know what Jerry's talking about. That gets me so amped. Yeah, that gets gets a heart pumping. His argument that is it's slow and boring. That's what he said. Well, it is. <laughs> he's not wrong. <laughs> I mean, it is slow tempo, right? It's not like, you know, wake me up before you go go or yep. build me up buttercup. I mean, it's that's neither of those. <laughs> that, that's like 60 beats per minute on that bad boy. Okay, Jerry. Maybe he can write a yeah, song for yeah. season two. Okay, good point. Jerry, put call him to you the challenge. Out. Let's hear it. All right, theme song done. What's next? Theme song done. So, uh, what did next... you say? <laughs> theme song done. Yeah, that's what I said. Okay, just making sure. Definitely, don't. You don't need to rewind. <laughs> Listen back. <laughs> theme song over. <laughs> we did it. Okay, well, let's move on really quick. Here. Okay. Uh, so next on our agenda. Yep. Wanted to discuss uh a little something different this week. A little something new. Something very specific to our med school class. Okay. Which is something that we both love. Not really. Online med school. Online med school. <laughs> that about sums it up. It's a huge buzz. Let me get some background here first, okay? Boom. When we first started to switch to Zoom online med school... Yeah, in... April? Our peers were up in arms, naturally. Yeah. And I was getting some calls as your class president... Wow. Huge flex. <laughs> and they were like, this is garbage. I'm saluting Kevin right now. <laughs> you can't see it. <laughs> and, you know, so you remember Santana. We put yeah, together yeah. this like eight page thing to the deans that said, mm -hmm. what's going on? And the response was, it's too late. This is a set in stone for the rest of the academic year. Yep. And um, 
one of the things that I did during that eight-page report was mm-hmm. call up the schools in New York one by one. Right, and this and was at the time when New York was the epicenter. Yeah, right. It was it was basically June and July when I was calling. Mm-hmm. Right, so New York had the most cases, the most deaths. They were the most locked down. Yep. And I was calling the the class president saying, "What's your school? How have they responded?" And one by one, every single school said, "Oh, we were initially." Um, you know, on Zoom for two months, right? So that's right. basically March, April. Yeah, right maybe, when the pandemic started. Yep, and maybe May. Every single one of them had been in clinic 100% by the summertime. Right. So they got it together. The schools in New York, the epicenter, they're not online anymore. Meanwhile, that's the backstory. <laughs> yeah, meanwhile, <laughs> let's hear it. Uh, well, meanwhile, we were put into. online, 50% in person for the entirety of our third year. Yep. Um, Which, you know, has its pros and its cons. (laughs) Like everything in life. Like everything. Like all. Uh, Obviously, the biggest con is that this isn't really what we signed up for. Not that anybody could foresee a global pandemic. For sure. We definitely did not. When you, the third year is supposed to be the year when you're the most busy. You're in clinic all the time. You're finally kind of getting your, getting in there, getting your hands dirty. Yep. Actually doing doctor stuff yeah um and so to have that capacity reduced so greatly was you know maybe a little bit uh uh traumatizing to some folks no doubt uh and and abnormal as we know abnormal and certainly very disappointing to almost everyone yep um but i'm i'm currently in a block of online let's hear it that's why i'm bringing it up now (laughs) Uh, I'm doing online peds, pediatrics, yep. part A. How many children it. have you seen this past week? Uh, no, I mean, in person. Oh, none? <laughs> Zero? <laughs> Just to reinforce the yeah, point. Yeah, exactly. I've seen one one pediatric one-year-old because I went to Atlanta for the past week. No way. I've seen infinitely more pediatric did children you, than you. <laughs> Did you practice your newborn exam? Um, I guess not a newborn. Oh, boy. (laughs) That's a no. I did not practice my uh, pediatric exam. That's probably good. Anyway, so you're in it. You're in part A Zoom. Exactly. And so for me, first week was, it's two weeks long only. First week was kind of nice. You know, I just got done with this long, month-long surgery block. One week to kind of like relax. Mm -hmm. Uh but I just, you know, it's hard to feel like you're being productive or learning anything uh, when you're just doing drone work all day. Yeah. Tell me, what is the definition of drone work at the University of Minnesota? Drone work is a phrase that we coined here in uh, the podcast's HQ, which is mindless, busy work yep. that you have to do. Yep. But you can just turn off your brain, click, <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> Click through some slides, maybe click yep. through some cases, write a couple sentences. Yep. Um, and for us, it's it's mainly aquifer cases, which are uh, this this is terrible content. No, this is the best kind of content. <laughs> they said, "Oh, aquifer content. Uh, each case is like you're in person. It's set up. You get the patient background. You say what Which test you, do. you want order. Well, you say this. You say that. Right? And they're like, and they say this is going to be the best thing ever." Hang on. They say this is going to be the best thing ever. You know what I say? What do you say? Do you say this? Noise! Yeah, thank you. Noise! My soundboard. Deception! 
Deception. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we got a little double going. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, uh, it's no fun. I don't feel like I'm learning anything, unfortunately. I think uh, you described it perfectly, though. From the admin point of view, they think you're like actively learning. You're going through cases. But sincerely, every person you ever talk to just says you turn off your brain. Yep. You click yep. through things. And you don't feel like you're learning a yeah. dang thing. And the people that run the course are like very aware of this and open about it. They're like, if you complete the assignments, we're not going to like look at what you wrote in there, how much time you put. They're, they literally said, you're all adults. You all know how you learn best. But you have to finish. But you have to finish it anyways because it's a requirement. Yeah. Uh, so there's other, you know, you got to, if you're trying, I mean, I have Pete's Part B coming up right after. So I actually have to learn this stuff. So I'm trying my best to use other resources. You know, the aquifer cases, there's a little bit of learning that goes on there. But, uh, you know, it's not it's not my preference. I'll put it that way. Um, so you're in the the trenches of aquifer right now. I'm in now. the trenches. <laughs> I'm past, I'm over the mountaintop, past halfway through my caseload. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, just such a weird thing. Online med school, we're the first ones to really do it. Yeah. Yep. And hopefully the only ones that have to do it to this extent well you know they say that they're gonna go back a hundred percent next next curricular year nice! <laughs> no i i really i really do think they are i think they will too i mean because no one likes this model yeah, people have just been complaining about it non-stop and aquifer is a perfect example of the drone the droniest drone around yeah yep what a buzz dude you just brought me down i was having a great sunday oh no i had my americano my coffee both <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm jacked up for this pod right now wow i'm probably dehydrated actually for this pod that's not good what should i do you know what to do Crack open a bubbly. Our other sponsor, bubbly. Um, it's uh, what's for breakfast. Did you have Did you have more to say about the aquifer and the drone no, work? Or no, 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 no. It's just such a bummer. It's just a bummer. It's unfortunate. Um, you know, and a lot of times we get on here and we're talking about something cool or interesting that happened to us in the last week, doing our medical school thing. But for this period, my medical school thing is chilling at my house. On my computer for seven or eight hours a day. Yep. So not nothing exciting happens. No, nothing to report. And remember, Corey talked about this a couple weeks ago. She's like, "Oh yeah, tell my friends. Oh, I'm in. I'm in my surgery rotation. What are you doing? Oh, well, I'm at home on my computer. Yeah. I, it's it's mind boggling. And I understand, right? A pandemic happens. Yes. But if we are the abnormal, one of a kind school that's still doing online. Oh boy, yeah, not not ideal. Yeah, not ideal. Not ideal. Okay. Anyways, what have you been up to this week? Oh, okay. Uh, are we on to a new segment? What's Kevin up to this week? Or? Yeah, also known as Kevin's Corner. <laughs> Wait, we're doing Kevin Corner right away. Why not? Okay, Kevin's Corner. Well, I had some things I was going to talk about, but I'll give you a little update what yeah. I've been doing. Give me a little taste. I've missed you all week. Oh. You know. Me too. <laughs> it's been a pandemic, so you've literally been at my side for eight months straight. I've been keeping you going, keeping you alive. I decided to take a little vacation. Wow. Drove down to Atlanta, Georgia. Hit the road. That's why I set to visit my two best buds from WashU, Washington University in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. They live in Atlanta. One is a radiation oncology fellow er, wow. in residency, radiation college residency. One is a PhD in chemistry professor at Georgia Tech. Sheesh. Ballers. 
couple of brainiacs. No doubt. And they have a one-year-old daughter named oh. Emmy. She's the most beautiful, cute kid in the round. Shout out, Emmy. Yeah, shout out to friend of the pod, for sure. Friend of the pod. Um, so I went down there, and that's why I made the joke about I've seen infinitely more pediatric children than you have right. last week. Because I saw one. Right. And you saw... Zero, zero in your pediatric rotation. Yeah, basically didn't leave our apartment. It's been so cold. Um. Oh yeah, yeah. In Minnesota, and I was down those first two days. It was sixty-five, oh. seventy degrees, running outside. Um. But I actually have a po- topic for Kevin's corner. Okay. Can I? Can I table it? We'll table it. And can we call our guest? Yeah. Let's get our guest the on the line. Okay. Get him going. I gotta turn my. You know. You know how it works. Yeah, turn yeah. my phone off airplane. Yeah, yeah. Call the guest. All right. So we're calling in our guest. Uh. This is somebody that Kevin knows well, um, one of his partners in crime, you could say. Uh, Kevin's in a specific program this year for his third year called RPAP? Yeah, RPAP, Rural PAP. Yeah, I don't know <laughs> I don't, what the PAP stands for. I don't know for. what it stands for. Rural Physician <laughs> Apprenticeship <laughs> it's Program? Not that. It's for sure not that. Um, maybe Maddie knows. Maybe we could ask Maddie. But yeah, Matt. we are both in Waconia together. Yes. The guest is Maddie. And and she's the best. And let's give her a call. Oh, yeah. It's ringing. Maddie? She can't hear us. Maddie, I can there? hear you. <gasps> Maddie! Where are you there? <laughs> I don't know what that was. <laughs> Maddie, we're so happy to have you. We're recording live. <laughs> oh, perfect. <laughs> now, you remember Santana Sanchez. Yeah, we I met do. one time. Does he have the best radio voice ever? He does have the best radio voice. Oh, stop it. <laughs> You're too kind. Actually, Maddie, I just changed his last name. It's Sanchez, not Sanchez, on, on my Siri. It is. How, how do you pronounce your last name again? Yuakim. Yuakim. Which which syllable do you accent? The the A, but it's a wa. Like Yuakim. Yuakim. The, mm. Yeah, this is, of it. this is great pod content. This is what the people want. <laughs> okay, Maddie, in, introduce yourself. Name. Give us that that two minute, three minute introduction. Oh, so that's a long intro. Well, uh, it's sixty seconds, you know. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm Maddie Yuakim. I'm a third year medical student at the University of Minnesota. Currently doing my clinical rotations with Kevin and Waconia. Shout out. Shout out yeah. in the RPAP program, which we don't, I don't know what it stands for. What does RPAP stand for? I think it's, you know, everyone always asks me that. And I think it's like Rural Physician Associate Program. Wow. So see it. But it might not be that, but I'm going to go with that. that <laughs> yeah. That, that, that. Santana thought it was apprenticeship, maybe, but. Oh, maybe it's apprenticeship. <laughs> maybe. I'm going to ask if it is. Okay, so you're I in. Feel like Always associate. You're in Waconia with me. Keep going. Introduction. You walking, Maddie. So RPAP is a great, and my I'm going to plug in for RPAP right now. It's a great third year longitudinal program where you do all of your core clinical rotations um, all at one site. And I guess for us, a somewhat rural community. Quasi-rural. Yeah, kind yeah. of. It is. I agree with you the wholeheartedly that it's the best thing I've ever done in med school. No yeah. doubt about it. Um, where, which city did you? What what state are you from? Which city did you grow up in? That kind of thing. So I'm from Hopkins, Minnesota. Which shout is out to Hopkins a, is a suburb, and according to Duluth, was a small little community, even though it's a metro town. Hmm. I went to Hopkins High School. Um, What's a Graduated back in 2013. 
and then went to the University of Minnesota Morris and majored in biochemistry. And then I took a took a gap year um, and I was a scribe for a short period of time until Mm -hmm. my friend called me up. Yeah, from California. And she's like, hey, they have a job for you here if you want it. So I uh, interviewed on a weekday and left on Saturday to Southern California and to rural mountain town to teach outdoor environmental science. See, this is why I love Maddie. She has a sense of adventure. She is, I love (laughs) Maddie about like this. She'll do anything. She's she's down. It was an interest. Yeah. It was just a 180. I was like, you know what? I'm done with this scribing business. I'm going (laughs) to go do something else. And then came back and my best friend and I went to, Thailand and Malaysia for like five weeks. Santana's learning all this all about you. I already knew well, it, but Santana is shocked. You could you should see his eyes right now. <laughs> yeah. So that was that was my journey to medical school. Awesome. Uh, are you but, thinking about maybe leaving medical school and going to California? On you know, if they call you on Tuesday, leave on Saturday. My, my my mom cried when I left because she's like, "You're never gonna come back. You're never gonna go to medical school. Like, oh no, you're gonna go there and just stay there." And there were times I'm not gonna lie that I was like, <laughs> yeah, "Maybe I should stay in this rural mountain town and get to hike six to ten miles a day and literally play with kids all day." But but I did come back. No regrets, <laughs> am I right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, definitely not. I don't know if you know this, but Santana is trying to get with his girlfriend, Francesca, to the West shout Coast out. for residency. Yeah, Francesca. Shout out to Francesca, friend of the pod. <laughs> One of the best. <laughs> They're trying to go to West Coast. I'm trying to go anywhere. <laughs> you know, are you guys, have you talked about that? You and Emma, like what, what the ideal spot back yeah. to, back to Southern California or? Um, Honestly, yeah. I if I'm gonna like live somewhere else, I would really w- love to do that in residency. Mm-hmm. I just don't. I don't know. I just feel like we never learn. Like I don't even know how to determine that in the era of COVID and yeah, how that's tricky. gonna work. If we get to like travel there, you know, or like have in person interviews and yeah, I think it's so still not really it. still not really decided. Yeah. So I, I kind of want to, but well, here's what I'm doing. I've already decided. Santana's doing I am. You're probably going to do I am. I'm just going to yeah. copy and paste wherever you guys apply, and one of you two are going to be stuck <laughs> with me for another three years of presidency. Oh boy, <laughs> naughty, not me. <laughs> well, you guys tell me where you're applying because I, I definitely do not know. We'll figure it out. We'll keep you. Yeah. Don't uh, worry. We'll keep you in the loop. <laughs> okay. So, what's going on with med school right now? Where are exactly are you in? You're in our PAP program with me, Waconia, Minnesota. Yes. But what you know, rotation, that kind of thing. So, I'm currently doing emergency medicine, and kind of had my last week was in the hospital, <clears throat> and just like doing inpatient rounds for like just kind of like in, uh, internal medicine service. Um, but yeah, so I'm have very odd hours in the emergency department where everyone, like I'm the only student, so everyone's very excited to have me do things. Oh, so like yesterday, so nice. I set a hip. So that was you. What? Yeah, very interesting experience. And the other days, I've like cardioverted. I think four people now. Whoa! Seriously? Four for four. Yeah. Four for four. Yeah. Hundred percent. Oh my god. <laughs> Wait, wait. So they come in, yeah. they're having some type oh. of arrhythmia, and you 
slap on those patches slap, and, slap. and press go or uh, so no it's mostly the people with atrial fibrillation that are anticoagulated already okay. and so they've been in persistent afib and have had been like previously cardioverted it successfully so they're like well might as well get you out of this crappy rhythm if we can might as well maddie take oh. care of it you know what to do <laughs> send her in <laughs> yeah they're like okay you want to press the button you want to press the <laughs> <laughs> or like this person's patella is like out of place they're like so do you want to do you want to set this patella um yeah how do i do it they're like oh yeah just google it <laughs> like, <laughs> what <laughs> wow i hope everyone listens to this yeah no no they guide you through it oh totally but, but yeah it was that's kind of cool though like yeah. you're saying no other residents are or no residents, no other med students, just you yep. and the ER docs. Yeah. Exactly. And they just basically, like, uh, under their supervision, let you do it. And, yeah. So it's pretty cool. That's awesome. I had a guy, yeah, yesterday that his, like, thumb almost completely fell off. I don't I don't know if it's going to live, but. Oh, no. He sewed it back on. So. That's Hopefully so, it'll make it. That's so cool. How does his thumb almost fall off? It happened. He, like, yeah, like he <laughs> smashed it between a trailer and like a car when he was trying to move this trailer. Ooh. Even had gloves on and everything, but it was, yeah, it was gnarly. I like, get in there as a student. I'm like, yeah, I'm not gonna touch that because I'm worried that I'm gonna rip your finger mm. off. So I'm just gonna go get a doctor. Great clinical insight, Maddie. That's another thing I love about you. So advanced. <laughs> you can just like, assess. Like, you want to look more at it? Um, no. <laughs> I'm gonna grab a real doc. <laughs> Not. Um, have uh -oh. you ever broken a bone? Have you ever? I can't remember. Um, a pinky toe once. So Ouch. I don't know if that counts. That counts. Yeah, that's a bone. Yeah, <laughs> there's bones in there. Yeah. I think. And chipped a tooth. I guess that's bone too. Is, is it? Yeah, but not really. <laughs> yeah, it is. I don't know about that. We'll have to fact what check that after the pod. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Think about a Call skull. A what's left over? Their teeth and their bone, like the rest of their bones. Well, I'll take your word for it. Maybe. <laughs> Stick to cardioverting, I'd say. <laughs> okay. Okay. So um, that's what's going on in med school. You just did a week of hospital, and now you're doing the, ER, the emergency room rotation. Mm -hmm. Um. Uh, what's what is the worst hours you've worked for the emergency room? You said it was weird hours. Yeah, it's not too bad. I'm just I'm a very I go to bed early and wake up early. Old so. hashtag old. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, so so far it's not been bad. It's okay. like six to six p.m. to two a.m. But it's just, it's weird because, like, Super one weird. day will be a day shift, one day will be a night shift, one day will be, like, early morning, one day will be in the afternoon. You know what I mean? So it just bounces around a lot. Yep. Gotcha. What no, is like the consistency? Santana, what's the advice you would give Maddie of if you have to wake up at odd oh, hours? I would say get one of these happy lights. I just bought one a month ago. It's great. Changed my life. Had How's to wake that? up at four. Oh, it was super helpful. Just turn it on, stand in front of it for a few minutes, let that bright light get into your eyes. You're ready to go. It's supposed to wake you up like immediately. It worked. After like 30 minutes. <laughs> so not immediately, but. <laughs> <laughs> I would but highly recommend. Of immediate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah it's kind of like Bro, bones and I, teeth. <laughs> can I get up? It's a great Can area. I drive with it? Probably. Probably. You'd Is have to. Legal? You'd have to get a battery one. No, you'd have to like get a dashboard one. But yeah, yeah I'm, I, that's a great idea. I'm Maddie. sure it would be legal. I'm 
Okay. Because Pretty I have sure. one of those converter things in my car. Oh, yeah. You're oh, set. Yeah. <laughs> no problem. You're golden. <laughs> no, this is, something, this is something Santana learned during becoming a doctor week, and, and he's put it into practice, and I've been using it in the mornings, and I love it, too. It wakes me right up. So we both love it. Odd ER shifts. Get one of those happy, happy lamps. Look. Yeah. I would tell you what the brand is of mine, but I don't remember. You can, you can Google you it. You can Google it. Kind of like your ER shifts. shifts. Just Google Just it. Just Google yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> How do I put this back? Mm, Google. <laughs> Maddie, you're such a great host. I mean, guest. I love it. Should be a host. You have, you have such a nice laugh, too. I love uh, it. Well, uh, thanks. Okay. We know it is Valentine's Day today, so we're not going to take all your time. Yeah. You have way <laughs> countless more important things in this, <laughs> this. I'm sure. Um, what is, we want to know what your hottest take is right now. This is a podcast. We need some hot content. Yeah. Something controversial. Hot content. Yes. Something spicy. Yep. For sure. Med school related, not med school related. Something just awesome. Something, does it have to be completely mind shattering or can it just be, uh, an opinion I have? Oh, we love the opinions. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, The hot opinions. opinions. Yep. Yep. All right. Can't wait. Um, I'm so excited. Can't wait. <laughs> so actually, I, I uh, me and my girlfriend have these debates about um, kind of physicians and about like uh, physicians' perceptions of patients sometimes, and kind of how we're taught as medical students or through actual literature or kind of by example, and she is very passionate about um, debating about diet culture and kind of how we view people um, in their body size. And so I think my new hot take or opinion when it comes to someone's body habitus and like their health, I think, I think we should start to veer away from um, BMI. Oh, I love it. That's hot. That is con- that's not even controversial. That's controversial. just smart. Yeah. <laughs> that's a great yeah. take. It, so and- I just think I don't think it I don't I've done some research on it uh, as in I've looked at the literature to see what science is like backed by actually having these cutoffs okay. or that um yeah, and how that really plays into someone's health and I think we put way too much weight on it literally. Yep. No um, pun intended. Ooh. No pun yeah, intended. No. <laughs> and I think in certain areas, like, it could be somewhat useful. But when you look at, like, the DSM-5 and when it comes to, like, anorexia nervosa, they actually don't have a BMI cutoff at all anymore. Oh. Um, that's is, that so is that interesting. That in the DSM-5. They do have BMI guidelines on, like, mild, severe, oh, or, sure. like, mild, moderate, severe, you know? Sure. But they don't say, like, you have to be a certain BMI anymore. So I think that 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 indicator and what that number means doesn't really play into somebody's health as much as we're taught and then yeah. the stereotypes that were yeah kind oh. of that come with that. I'm agreeing. So yeah, powerful. You got right two now. fans of this. This is great content. And we were, I, I don't know, you went to the Duluth campus for the first two years. Mm-hmm. So we went to yeah. the Twin Cities and yeah. one of the things we did the Twin Cities was implicit bias. Um oh. Like basically, the culture that you grow up in can implicitly bias you towards mm-hmm. a certain gender or um, skin color, that kind yep. of thing. And mm-hmm. one of the things that's shown over and over and over is that people are implicitly biased 
towards somebody with a lower BMI. And yeah. so I took that one. Me, like all, you know, tons of other Americans are. We have this like built-in bias against somebody mm-hmm. with a, like a, a higher BMI. So that's what you're saying too. If yeah. We, if we keep learning about BMIs, we're going to keep that implicit bias going almost. Yeah, exactly. And I definitely, oh. I don't know. I was, I grew up in a here too, and you know, you're taught things through media and through. Yeah, just all forms of media, basically, and literally medical school. So I think that implicit bias is pretty ingrained yeah, into almost all of us. So ingrained. BMI, I, BMI. Throw it out. Throw it out, It's Maddie. archaic. We don't need it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> See you later. Yeah. <laughs> Who cares? Yeah, seriously. I think one of the other things we learned is like, didn't, didn't our friend Rachel tell us that yep. somebody who is like technically... 25 to 30 BMI, that doesn't change their mortality at all. Doesn't matter. But the diagnosis is like overweight. Yeah. Yeah. Another argument, uh, you, you brought up the anorexia nervosa. On the flip side, we're talking about an overweight that goes in your, you know, um, diagnoses yeah. on, on your, your electronic chart. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't even affect mortality or, or morbidity. Yeah. Exactly. Wow. So why are we measuring it? Right. Maddie, yeah. the hot, that's the hottest take we've had on the podcast. We love it. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm glad you guys like it. Yeah, I guess maybe for it to be a hot take, one of us should disagree. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Controversial. <laughs> well, maybe next time. <laughs> we'll practice that next time. Um, all right, Maddie. Well, go have a good Valentine's Day. Thanks, any you big, guys, too. Any big Valentine's Day plans? Or do you want to keep that off pod? Secret. <laughs> no, I... I don't have any big, big plans besides getting some, getting some food to make tonight. I also don't know what that food is yet. So Mm -hmm. mysterious. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Living on edge over here. (laughs) (laughs) Going to bed early. And go to last last minute cooking. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Maddie. Well, I love you. Thanks for thanks for letting us call you. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for having me on. Have a good rest of your day. Okay. Bye. Bye. Great guest. Wow. That's so crazy. I just had a conversation about BMI recently and how it's kind of irrelevant. With who? Who was who were you talking to? Uh Francesca, friend of the pod. Fra- the, the OG friend of the pod. I don't really remember why it came up, but basically, uh, unless you're morbidly obese, meaning that your weight is literally making you sick, uh, and increasing your chance of dying, BMI is relevant. And really your weight in general shouldn't uh, you shouldn't focus on your weight so much when it comes to your health. It's just a number. It should be more about lifestyle, uh, daily decisions, habits. Love know? it. Yep. Yep. And focusing on your weight so much, not only is it not super helpful for your physical health, it can be really damaging for your mental health. Kind of like what uh, Maddie's talking about. For with sure. Anorexia. For sure. I just had this conversation with somebody last week. I was like, I got to get my weight down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so no. I was on the wrong side of the... Kevin, no. <laughs> for the record, Kevin is shredded. <laughs> Eight pack. Never wears a shirt. Doesn't need to. I'm topless right now. <laughs> That's the way we like it here. Uh, Maddie. Maddie Joachim. I got the pronunciation down. Joachim. Great. I can't wait to change Siri. Oh, I, great guest. All right. What's next? What's next for the pod? Uh, next up, I think we have something that we tabled previously. Coming back to it here. Kevin's Corner. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're back. We're back. 
<laughs> Yay. Okay, so here's Kevin's corner. Let's hear it. For the week. Um so I um you're doing these aquifer cases, right? Yeah. On the yep. flip side, I did a lot of um preparation for our next licensing exam. Mm. For those don't know, to get the MD you gotta pass three licensing exams. national exams step one first licensing exam step two second licensing exam step three third one (laughs) makes a lot of sense yeah yeah and um the 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 exam questions are so nuanced and so detail-oriented yep um that you kind of just lose the big picture and it almost has no clinical reference and the reason yeah. I, I was thinking about this is because friend of the pod, Rachel, called yeah. me up and she was like, "Yeah, I don't know what to do if, for like a diabetic follow up. Somebody comes in for a diabetes appointment, mm-hmm. and one of the reasons we don't know, first off, the inexperience we talked about, right? right? It's not imposter syndrome; it's just inexperience. Yeah. But second off, we spent hours and hours and hours learning the nuanced, detail oriented, not clinically relevant questions for step one, right? We could replace which any- we also already forgot. Yeah, gone. <laughs> See ya. What's diabetes? How many types? And just, so, just kidding. I know. And and so, she's telling me with this, like, oh, I don't even know how to do the basics for some clinics. I, and while she's telling me this, I'm doing these, like, you know, the the detail oriented step two licensing exam questions, right? And it's just frustrating. And and I was asking myself, should I just stop doing these questions? And take a practice exam, see if I would pass it, and then get back to focusing on stuff that's important. Mm-hmm. It's it that that's Kevin's corner. Like this is a, uh, an ongoing decision that you're having. This is this is the the Kevin's corner is like debating every hour you put into studying for step two. Yeah, takes away from learning actually clinically relevant things. Right. So yeah. So. It's, I don't, you know, it's just like this, it's just this give and take. That's, that's kept me, I don't know. That's what I was thinking about this all week. Cause I'm doing these cues, just feeling down about it. Right. And it, in an ideal world, I wouldn't have to take this thing. I could just work on my clinical things and get more clinical exposure. Exactly. And the question is, will that prepare you for this big exam that you have to pass to get your license? There's no way. Nope. I'm here to tell you, the stuff you learn in the clinic does not show up on these, the, is not what they're testing for these shelf exams. I mean, for the licensing exams. Well, then, I think we have your answer. <laughs> is, that a, is that a hot take? Or? Uh, no, it's not. I mean, that's why, that's why they, you know, that's why we have 2,000 practice questions to go through yeah. to prepare for the exam. Right. On top of Every, our clinical All time. the clinical experience. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Just a bummer. You know, part of school, right? Part of school, and I'm going to do it. I'm not going to stop. That's what I really want to do. Yeah, no doubt. But it'll be over soon. It's all temporary. Transient. Transient. We'll keep going. Yep. Do our tight tens. See? I knew you'd lift me up. You pump me up after that. And then you're going to pass, and you'll be like, oh, great. Now I can start preparing for step three. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's Kevin's corner. That's what I was thinking about. That's what I wanted to table. Gotcha. Yeah, it's a bummer. Yeah. Yep. But, you know, it's part of the deal, right? Part of the deal. Okay. Well, let's move on here quick. 
Uh, our next segment here is the mailbag. Uh, what'd you say? The mailbag. Do you know why they call me the count? Because I love to count things. Oh, well, I am the mailman. Do you know why they call me the mailman? Because I have your mail here, huh? Wonderful. <laughs> that's the mailbag <laughs> segment. It's a pretty good bit. Always the, a good. That's a, always that's been our intro, I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Never, always has been, always will be. Did you watch Sesame Street as a kid? Duh. D- did everyone watch Sesame Street as a kid? I think so. Oh, well, so everyone knows who the count is yeah. and whatnot, yada, yada, yada. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, I guess I, I googled "male Sesame Street." That was our first one that came up. That was great. <laughs> that was great. Do you want me to play it again? No. <laughs> That's okay. All right. So we gotta. Uh, I'll open up the mailbag here. Open up the mailbag. For Rifle sure. through it a little bit. Yep. Yep. Here's a nice letter. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Wait wait. Oh, there yeah. you go. <laughs> uh, so the question here is basically, what made you? decide to go into med- into medicine to apply to medical school i know oh that's gosh. something that's hard, kind of hard to boil down to one thing um but this is a super common question i feel like that i got a ton yeah for sure but not so much anymore just because i don't talk to people these days <laughs> i'm in my apartment all the time <laughs> but it's a classic question i'm sure you've got yeah, a nice classic and it's hard to boil down but it's not hard to boil down because we've answered it hundreds of times in the first two years of medical school yeah hundreds so you got your stock answer and yeah, dust that off i'll tell you what going on hinge dates that's a very classic <laughs> yeah yeah where's the sounder that's a very classic Hinge date question. Oh, so what brought you to medical school? Mm. Yeah. So I have it down. Makes sense. I always I try to deflect every question on a hinge date. (laughs) Interesting. (laughs) Keep that mystery. (laughs) Maybe that's why it hasn't worked out. Uh, Do you want to go first? No, you go ahead. Okay. Well, uh, I pre. You already know the story, but I appreciate you asking anyways. Or the mailer, the listener. Thank you for the listener for asking. Um. I was very content being that a musician playing dueling pianos because it's a blast, right? Yeah. You go to work, you play piano, you sing, and you make jokes, have some drinks. Like, what sounds bad about that? Nothing. Exactly. <laughs> I'm glad we're in agreement. I, mean, I can't play the piano or sing, so I probably would be not very good at it, but they're paying me. So I'm doing that full-time, 401k benefits, right? Having a great time. And I was living in uh, Jacksonville, Florida, Jacksonville Beach. And what got me into medicine is that my mom was diagnosed with a terminal colon cancer. Mm. 2013, um, she was having constipation, went into, you know, uh, the emergency department. Mm-hmm. They, got, you know, and she, they, she thought it was like probably nothing, right? Like dad went to work. Like, was, you know, she was a healthy woman. You get some imaging, more workup, and mm-hmm. turns out she has terminal colon cancer. Wow. And um, because doing pianos, you can kind of work from anywhere. You can, like, work on the weekends, fly out. I decided to move home, start going to all of her appointments. And I really did. It was my dad didn't have the capacity to maybe get into the nuances of the medical stuff. Sure. He was just like, kind of supporting his wife, like, as a husband. Right. And so I kind of took that on. Uh, going to the doctor's appointments, mom, the oncology appointments, the surgery, 
kind of learning all the details so you'd have another set of ears. Mm-hmm. And the idea to li- move home right away because mom only had a certain amount of life left. Sure. The average life expense expectancy, I think, is two and a half years, two years, right wow. right there after a terminal colon cancer. So I figured, well, I can just work from home for two years while, you know, so I can uh, appreciate the, the last amount of time I had before she dies. Yeah. And, I mean, sincerely, his name was Dr. Leach, mm-hmm. the oncologist. He made such an impact on my mom, part of the family, such an impact on, on my family, and an impact on me, like how much one physician could, could change someone's life, to change my mom's life. And then that was almost every physician she had was a remarkable person. And so after about a year, I decided, well, I think I, I should probably do this. Like, doing pianos, great time. Uh-huh. I'm also getting hammered all the time. Can't That's not sustainable. Not healthy. It's not the hardest thing in the world to play Sweet Caroline a thousand times. Right. So I wasn't really, like, challenging myself. Okay. So that was the, that is what pushed me to medicine. That's a great story. I mean, kind of, you know. Well, I think so. It It was... I wrote about it, right? You have to write what got you into medicine oh, for yeah. applications. Yeah, yeah. But it, I really, I did describe it as it was, I was thankful for it because it kind of brought me clarity on a career. Yeah, for sure. Although it was sad that my mom had to get a terminal colon cancer for that. Yeah, but you're kind of now like pursuing this new career uh, out of like love and kind of honoring your mom in a way, for right? For sure. And that's something I forget a lot. Mm-hmm. Right, I think on your whiteboard in the study office, doesn't it say like what brought you here or something? Or what? What's what does it say? Uh, oof, I remember about that <laughs> a long time ago. Uh, don't forget why you're here. Don't forget like why. And and when I see that, most of the time I just gloss over it. <laughs> An <laughs> yep. empty stare. <laughs> Every once in a while, I think about my mom, and that you know, med school is the most delayed gratification. But at some point, I will mm-hmm. be the physician who makes an impact on their patient yeah 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 someday you'll be somebody else's dr leach right oh that's a that's a really nice way to say it for sure for sure so there's the story normal you should hear my hinge version (laughs) (laughs) i'll give you the hinge. people sick need help (laughs) next no no we're going on a date let's do the hinge version Kevin, oh. you're so handsome. Oh, thank you. Oh, that's, wait, that's my voice. Oh, thank you, Jennifer. Well, that's not my name. <laughs> Too many hinge dates. Oh, geez. <laughs> so why are you in medical school? You're so old. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Stacy, uh, it's a there long story. You know, I'll give you the short version. My mom got diagnosed with cancer, and it really brought me to medicine. But I already know my life. Let's talk more about you. What do you do, Stacy? Okay. <laughs> scene. See, and scene. <laughs> um, yeah. So, anyways, that's my story. What's your? That's a what, great story. Do you? Should we save your story for the next pod? I mean, or do you, I don't really. I mean, I don't really have a such a particular uh, pivotal moment in my life where. I decided to do medicine. Um, it was kind of always something that I was interested in. I didn't. I don't have family members that are doctors or really anybody that's in healthcare. So I never had a personal experience of what it's really like when I was uh, when I was growing up. Um, but I always really wanted to do something where I could uh, interact with people and have like a very clear. I thought I always thought that I needed something where I could have a very clear, obvious positive impact 
on some on people's lives. If I was going to do something for the rest of my life, I needed to have that. Um, you know, it's interesting we're talking about delayed gratification, but I figured for my career I needed to have something that's a little bit more um, less delayed gratification. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So like it's pretty clear when you go when you go to see a doctor that this person is doing something good for you. For sure. Like uh, the surgeon I worked with, right? The surgeon. Take out the thyroid nodule. Ta-da. Yeah. It's clear. And and, and any uh, any doctor is going to do that, right? For sure. Whether it's Dr. Leach helping your mom work through cancer, uh, surgeon, yada, 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 emergency. I always thought that I wanted to be, initially I wanted to do emergency medicine or be a paramedic, um, do something a little bit more exciting um, and uh, intense. But who knows? We'll see what the future holds. Do not want to be a paramedic. Too much driving. Yeah, but do you remember... Do you, what brought you to that? Was it, um, like you said, there's not like one particular thing, but was it the, like your high school friends, you were, like they had, like they didn't have those people in their lives or, or was, you know, I don't know. It's, that's a, like, how do you get to a point where you're, I want to have an impact on somebody in a positive way. I want to be able to do that on a daily basis. Hmm. I don't know. <laughs> I, uh, uh, I don't know. That's just, that's a good question. I guess it's just was maybe has always been like uh, instilled in me from my parents that that's like something that is valuable and important. Right. Um, I mean, that's probably what it is, right? Your probably. collection of, of all your in- interactions with your parents and, and family and friends. Yeah. I just was thinking there were so many, I was an econ major, right? There were so mm-hmm. many econ, I'm just going to make that money. A- like. Didn't even think twice about, I got to make a personal impact right. for, to better somebody. I want to be able to see that impact. Right. Right. I'm just going to make that money and be rich. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that sounds pretty nice too. <laughs> not going to lie. Uh, but I guess I always thought that that would be, uh, I don't know, unsatisfying, unfulfilling. Like mm-hmm. I would get sick of it. But maybe not. I don't know. Being <laughs> a millionaire sounds nice now. Uh, yeah. When I was when I was really young, my brother did get hurt one time, and I remember going to the hospital and being uh, like very impressed by how the nurses and the docs uh, took care of him in a situation that seemed so chaotic and out of control. Like I was, my brother's freaking out. I'm freaking out. I was like six. My dad, you know, I've never seen my dad lose his cool. He's freaking out. Uh, and these folks were able to just come in and be like, pop, 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 your kid's fine. It's going to be okay. Took care of him, went home. And it, maybe that was the, the maybe that, that's like the earliest, most striking memory of, uh, of me or somebody that I love having an interaction with, yeah, with a doctor. But you weren't like in middle school, they'd be like, oh, that time makes me want to be a doctor. It was, it was, it was a way more than that. Yes. Yeah. I for think sure. so. For sure. Anyways, ta-da! We did it. What a great question answered mailbag, right? I mean, one of the best we've had. Do you know why they call this me is to, to end the segment? Because I love to count things. <laughs> oh well, I am the mailman. Do you know why they call me the mailman? Because I have your mail here, huh? Wonderful. <laughs> Wow, top notch <laughs> writing in that scene. <laughs> it might have been ad lib for that one, for that one. 
Um, okay. Whew. Do you have anything else you want to you want to bring up here at the end of the show, or are we good to go? I thought it was. I mean, I thought it was a phenomenal podcast. They all are. Don't you love Maddie though? I mean, yeah, every time I interact with Maddie, I love her more. I mean, sincerely. And we asked for a hot take. She delivers a hot take. Yes, that's what I'm saying. That was that was fuego. <laughs> Any other languages? Uh, no. <laughs> I uh, took four years of French. I can't think of the Klingon? word. <laughs> I know you know that one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, nothing else to add, though. Good podcast. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in this week, everybody. Yep. As we always say, a, a bird, bird in, in the, the hand, hand is, is worth two in, in the, the bush. In the bush. <laughs> there we go. Nailed it. Good night. <laughs>